JM and the AM, we're live in Jerusalem at Chariot Sedic Medical Center. Well, let me explain what happened here. Our brilliant producer, Miriam L. Wallach, and, uh, and Audrey Gross uh, put together an amazing show for us today, and we hit a little bit of a, uh, of a uh, bump in the road when, uh, a little bit of a, tr of a bump in the road when uh, Mr. Tzvika Rubenstein uh, unfortunately was not able to be with us. Uh, he is the, uh, one of the architects here at Chariotetic Medical Center as they go through this incredible and beautiful expansion. Uh, but luckily, God is with us. God's the ultimate producer. And who walked by as we're, uh, as we're um, talking about the lack of architect speak, architect talk here at JM and the AM? Ty Farrow and Shai Ofer. And they've been described to me as other uh, architectural experts who are working on Shari Tzedek Medical Center. Ty, shalom, and welcome to JM in the AM. How are you? Am I right that you and Shai are working on the building as we speak? We are. We worked on the master plan for the entire campus, the expansion of it from its present uh, size to about twice the size and scale. Is it going to be double the size of it? Well, for a long-range master plan, looking wow. out 50 years, what we needed to do was to look at what the hospital needed to be to serve the needs of the community well out into the future. And the first piece that's very important is the creation of the cancer center right. and some additional parking to help serve the, the people that are coming. Will that additional parking be sufficient or you would never give that type of guarantee? <laughs> uh, it, it'll be sufficient probably for the first day, first but it seems days, to be right? a very, very busy, but it's 800 some odd cars. So it's a lot of cars right. that are being added uh, to a capacity that should have a significant impact and it'll be very easy and intuitive to move through it, to park and then right. get to... Now, the do, do you and Shai have different functions when it comes to arranging the... Di design and diagrams of the new hospital? No, we're both, uh, we're a fantastic team that's fully integrated between a whole variety of things. One is around what's the function, right. what's the durability, and how does it make you feel? And all of those things are very important. You want to ensure that functionally it's very efficient and cost effective. It has to be durable for a long, long period of time. But when you're feeling your worst, and you're coming somewhere for some treatment or you're coming to help somebody that isn't feeling so well, the architecture in the space has the ability to give a little extra spring in your step that makes you feel better. And equally as important as the people that are working here, they're here, you know, day in, day out, uh, working hard to look after people. And what can we do as architects to make them uh, feel their best. So a design can not only be made to the benefit of a patient, it can be made to help the spirit of a patient. Well, what design can do is cause health. And what I mean by causing health is we think that the building has the ability to, to, to create and cause optimal health. What do I mean about optimal health? Optimal health, from my definition, Health is like a three-leg stool or three-leg chair, and this, what you sit on is the optimal health. The three legs of that stool that are very important that design has the ability to influence, the first design has a significant uh, impact on the natural environment, the whole idea of sustainability. Right. That's one leg. The second leg is design has a significant impact on our physical body. And a whole lot of the rise of chronic diseases is how we've designed and organized our, our communities. Right. 
And so that's the second leg. The third leg is design has a significant impact on what we call mind health. A little different, I define it slightly different than mental health, is mind health is, is creating the conditions where you can thrive. And that's thriving where you're healing, where you're working, where you're studying, all of those pieces. And so if you think of an environment such as a hospital that is massively high tech, and that's in mechanical, electrical <laughs> systems, all of the amazing equipment, but it's equally high touch. I mean, it's all of the environments that you walk into, it either makes you contract and feel anxious or it makes you feel inspired and back to sp your spirit. And so the question is, should design of a cancer center be part of the, the prescription that you walk in and, you know, you breathe out and you feel comfortable and at ease and more relaxed? And so what are some of the things that, that give us those feelings? And so in enriched environments, environments are like food. And you can have food that is full of minerals and vitamins that are great for all your organs and your mind. Or you can have foods that's empty calories. And so you look and you buy a burger and you eat it. It gives you protein and calorie, but you're left feeling empty right. after an hour. Other foods you eat, and it gives you great energy, and it makes you feel better. Well, space is the same. Space can do the same thing. Ty Farrow and Shai Ofer are here. Shai, shalom to you. Uh, do we have Shai on? Um, so I, and it's funny because Miriam just handed me this note, and I'm thinking this for the last uh, five minutes as we're talking. Uh, she describes you as world-renowned experts in hospital design. I was wondering, and I guess that's the answer to this question, uh, I was wondering if Shari Tzedek and other hospitals need to go to hospital designers in order to get this done. And obviously this is your expertise, right? Well, we try and use, we are, my firm uh, that is working from Jerusalem has been with Shari Tzedek for about 30 years. Oh, wow. And uh, Ty is uh, based in Canada and Toronto. And between those two, I think we can bring the optimal um, solution to things that, uh, you know, uh, we in Jerusalem know the hospital so well and right. so deeply. And <laughs> Ty has that uh, wide vision of... Uh, so hospital expert meets Jerusalem expert, basically. Yes, <laughs> yes that's, that, what it that's comes the down way it to. should be. Um, by the way, Jerusalem poses its own challenges when it comes to design and trying to you know, build a building, right? I mean, different than other cities around the world, correct? Every city is, is different. unique. Jerusalem is unique, but I really... Uh, uh, Jerusalem has its laws on one hand. It has its history, and there's a lot of things to respect. Um, it's a difficult place, but every, you know, every place, every place is unique, and uh, I'm not saying it's just another unique place. Right. Jerusalem has been my home since I was born, uh, and uh, you know there are the stone aspects of the design in Jerusalem. There are controversial issues as to whether it should be so uh, so much of a strict law. And actually, the building that we're going to build mostly is not built of stone. Interesting. So we're trying to get a, a, a little bit away from that. That was a requirement or a custom to no. put up buildings in Jerusalem made of Jerusalem? It was a requirement made by the British, actually. 
when Jerusalem was starting to develop rapidly out of the old city, it used to be a necessity. Right. When it was in the old city, this was the material of the land. Right. But it was a rom uh, romantic idea yeah. of the British saying, this city, it should be built out of all the beautiful stones. So it's curious that right. that now becomes the, the law and the rule. You know, it's funny. You mentioned earlier the... Um, technological advancements, the equipment that's needed in rooms, and you have to consider all of that when it goes into the physical space that you're thinking of and that you're working toward. Um, there's probably, in some cases, a lot less equipment in certain types of wings and units and rooms, and in some cases, a lot more equipment and space that's needed for those machines right. in some units. Well, but I, I think the, again, coming back and pairing together two things is one is there's fantastic technological transformation that is changing everything in medicine in all aspects. But on the other hand, the people that are using the equipment, the medical staff, and the people that are being treated, they're all human. Right. And so if you look at the transformations in, in uh, ORs, operating suites, you know, one of the things that's most important in an operating suite is to be, ha be able to have a window for the, peop the surgeons that are working, a window that they can look out onto the horizon. Well, what does that have to do with an operation? <laughs> well, it has a lot because if I'm focused about a foot away from me and my eyes are strained on that, if I can lift my eyes and begin to look out to the horizon, what happens is I get recharged and it makes my performance better. In other words, they think of everything. <laughs> well, it's how do you create environments that are for people? Have you ever worked in a hospital in the United States? Uh, I've, nev I've worked all over the globe, but I haven't done anything in the United Nothing States. Nothing in the U.S.? No. Are you familiar with the rebuild after Sandy at NYU? Uh, I've seen parts, yes. And I is have. that something you would study, or is that just... I, I, I look at hospitals around the globe, and so we're working literally around the globe, and... What's, what's important about that is every place does things differently for the most part. And what m my job is to be able to do is to take ideas from other places and bring them to the table. Right. And they may or may not be appropriate here. I think part of the reason we're working here is because we're from Canada and Canada is in a medical system that is very similar to here, which is very different from the United States. Correct. And so I could design a hospital that is based on U.S. models, but it's impossible to staff and massively expensive. Understood. And you have to plan it in a different way. Uh, what's the official name of your firm? Farrow Partners, Inc. Nice meeting you, Mr. Ty Farrow. And Shai, what's the official name of your firm in Jerusalem? We are Rubenstein Ofer Architects. Wonderful. Great nice to meet both nice of you. Nice to be the fill-in. Yeah, you fill like that, huh? <laughs> I think you did pretty well for architectural fill-ins. Thank you so much. As you continue, to, as you continue to fill in the big hole outside, <laughs> good luck to you. Have fun.